All right, good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you doing today, Scott? Doing well, doing well. Let's, let's do it all over again. We're here. Adam, how's things going for you? Going great. Happy to be here. I enjoy our Friday afternoons together. All right, guys. Let's dive right in. So the title of this episode is why vacation rental franchises are a wa- the wave of the future and why Casago is the franchise to bet on. So I've seen, you know, the franchise model for some time now. This isn't a new model, but you guys kind of have, I think, you know, Adam in particular, you've had a, a front row probably view into a lot of different franchises, I would imagine, with your experience in the industry. So with all the different, you know, vacation rental model backgrounds that we talked about in the last episode, and if people haven't checked that out, they should go back and listen to the last episode if you want the TAN and RevBoost collective overview. We'll skip that for now. But with all that background previous why would you choose a franchise model? What's appealing to you from the franchise model, Adam, as opposed to just starting your own branded vacation rental management company? Yeah, that's a great question. And and one that I asked Scott at the very beginning of this process, you know, we've got a lot of collective experience between the two of us. And then just Tan in in general has a long history of being an operator in this industry, even to the point of, of selling Vantage Realty in Ocean City to Vacasa. You know, so why would we then step back and go into a franchise model? I was I was a bit perplexed by that at the beginning of this process. Now that we've walked down this path with Casago and understand where we fit and what those benefits are, I am completely aligned with Scott's vision. Now, at the second part of, of this episode, we'll talk about why we chose Casago, but I'll, I'll start with why we walked down the path of franchising and why I, I believe that this is actually now the wave of the future in this industry. And I think there's a number of reasons for that. You know, I think that this industry is still maturing in a lot of different ways. And, and one of the ways that we're seeing it mature is around reputation and national brands. And nobody's done national brands well. We haven't seen it happen, right? You know, we've had a number of resort quests, Vacasa, V-Trips. There's a number of brands that are trying to establish themselves as national brands. And no one's done it well. And I think that there's still an opportunity to do that. I I think somebody will. And I'm betting on a franchise model to do that. I think that there's a lot more incentive with boots on the ground with franchise models. I think there's a lot of opportunity for marketing to get behind a national presence and and start to drive a name into the market. But with that said, I'll I'll run through a a few different thoughts that I have around high level benefits and where I, I think it's a perfect fit for one, a new vacation rental manager that's just getting started. But just like us, people with experience already have units under our belt. It's still a really good opportunity. And then when you take that on top of the Travel Advantage Network model, the Rev Boost model, you put all of those pieces together and there's there's a really strong fit with the franchise model and then ultimately with Casago. So the first point I'll make is, is economies of scale. There's a huge opportunity when you start to think about franchise models and adding franchisees across the entire country from a buying power, from economies of scale. And, and I'll, I'll think about this from my previous life on the vendor side, thinking about it from trying to sell into vacation rental managers. And I can tell you that as a salesperson, my ears perk up and I'm going to give a lot of attention when somebody comes to me and says that they've got 50 managers that are ready to buy my product. Now, you know, think about that over the next few years and it becomes 100, 200, 500 managers that are, are going out there and, and pushing for better pricing, better terms, whatever it might be. There's a lot of buying power behind a group of vacation rental managers that collectively get together and go out and seek the same type of, of solutions. 
I think that the other benefit when you when you start to consider a franchise model is you're stepping into their proven technology. So I think that you step into a tech stack. Now, I've been on the tech side for 10 plus years in this industry, so I, I understand it pretty well. And Scott and I could go through and, and we could select the partners that we want. We could go out and uh, navigate that world and try to negotiate the terms that we're looking for. We could go through and implement each one of these tools separately. But there's a lot of time and effort behind that. When we step into a franchise model, we step into their tech stack immediately. On Sunday, Scott and I are hopping onto a plane headed down to Rocky Point, Mexico to go down and have a week's worth of training on Casago's tech stack. That's, we're walking into that from day one. We don't have to go out there and try to build that and evaluate that and implement that. So that, that's another huge opportunity is to just step into a tech stack that's well-proven, great buying power, great negotiations that already taken place. You step in and you start getting the training from people that are experts on that technology immediately. I think there's also a huge opportunity with with industry influence. And I, I hadn't really thought about this until last week we were on a call, our, our first call with Casago. There's a group of managers that get together every week. They call them their orange calls. And there was 40 plus managers on this call last Friday. And we're going to get on another one as soon as this call's over. We're going to do it all over again. But to see 40 managers on one call all talking about the same thing, and, and last week happened to be revenue management and the impact that's happening around slowdown in the industry and some of the economic pressure that's pushing down ADRs and, and nights booked. But to have 40 managers on there all collectively heading in the same direction is a huge opportunity. Now we're going to go back out as 40 managers into our 40 separate locations and start driving that same message. So as a franchise, you can start pushing messages and start driving the industry as a whole just by communicating with your group of franchisees. So I, I think there's a huge opportunity to start to influence the industry through these franchisees. Marketing, as I already mentioned at the beginning, I think is a big opportunity with franchisees. You start to get a national presence very quickly as you scale. You start to get a, a really strong marketing budget as each one of these franchisees starts to add some of their own smaller budgets into that collective budget and start pushing that, that national, national message. And then, you know, the last one there is, is the community effect. And I think this goes towards that industry influence a little bit, you know, seeing all of us on, on a call every Friday starts to build that camaraderie and trust within that community. And we'll touch on, on community, I think, a couple different times in this discussion. And Scott and I have, have already mentioned it in previous podcasts and on LinkedIn. We're huge believers in community. There's a lot of opportunities in this industry around community and growing strong connections and networks. I think that niche communities are one of the next evolutions in this industry. I think that we're going to start to see these communities pushing their influence. And franchise is just one of them, right? Casago is a community just by its nature. A franchise has a community built into it. Whether or not that franchise model actually believes in that community and builds that community is a secondary question. And we can talk about that with Casago. But we are starting to see the impact of having a really strong community. One of them is pushing the messages that you want into the industry. But the other one is just having these relationships that are open from the start. You know, you go into a cold relationship and you've got to develop rapport and you've got to try to figure out who fits where and, and why is there value in having this discussion. When you enter a discussion in an established community, there's already an openness to start sharing information and having really deep discussions without having to have some of those surface level discussions. So I think community is a huge opportunity as well. And then I think at the end of the day, it really comes down to the travel advantage network and the Red Boost model that we've been pushing. And, and this 
is sort of the crux of why we chose franchise outside of all of those other reasons that I, I just gave all of the benefits that I just talked about from our business model. We see a huge opportunity to step in and create a win-win situation with franchises, specifically with Casago. So if we step in as TAN, and we talked about this last week, where we have the ability to come in and, and be that growth engine. And, and Brooke with Ventori has, has shared this in his zero to 500 book. TAN is a, a growth engine for a vacation rental management company that is going to drive towards new inventory as fast as they can. Our guaranteed marketing message, when you put that into the market, you start to get your phone to ring and we are without a doubt going to grow inventory through that. So by combining that with a franchise model with Casago in, in our case, we now have the ability to partner with you know, 65 plus vacation rental managers that are just getting started. And the hardest part about getting started in this industry is gaining that inventory. You don't have a property management business until you actually have properties that you can manage. So regardless of whether or not you've bought into this franchisee, you now have to go out and actually get those properties and bring those in. So we're already working with Casago franchisees today that are doing just that. They're at zero. They need to get these new properties to come in. So we're starting to partner with them and starting to use our Venturi marketing to give them that guaranteed marketing message. They go out and start to get this new inventory into their portfolio. At the same time, they have an outlet with TAN where they can now offload some of those smaller properties to us. And then we can feed that back into the travel club that we discussed last week. So I know that's a lot. I'll pause and, and let you guys jump in. No, no. I mean, it's a lot because there's a lot, I think, of reasons to talk about the benefits of this model and how it makes sense. So the, all those line up to me, though. It's like step one, step two, step three. Here's benefit number one, benefit number two, benefit number three. And the way that I see it, too, I guess, is that ultimately you could do a lot of this on your own. Like you said, you could put together your own system. You could put together your own structure for the technology. You know, I know you have the capability and the skill to do that. But uh, man, it's kind of nice to walk in, I would imagine, and almost like walking into a turnkey operation, you flip on the lights, you know, on your first day, you know, not literally, but sort of colloquially, I guess. And then boom, you're in business. You have all the right technology. You have the right people behind you. And then it's more about execution, which I think you touched on in the end there, which is that obviously the franchise doesn't do all the work for you. They might give you like the, the steps, the processes, the tools, the technology, but you still have to go in and operate. So maybe I'll go to the named operations grunt over there and we'll talk a little bit about maybe the operation side of it. What, what appealed to you? I, I assume there's some overlap there, but what's your perspective on the why the franchise model appealed to you having not been in that previously with your previous roles? Yeah, yeah. So, so listen, it's always hard to follow the philosopher, right? The philosopher has spoken. So, so it's easy for me, right? I agree with everything that Adam said, right? And, and he, he covered it well. But for me, I take it a step, step backwards, right? The operations grunt, the architect guy. For me, it's community, right? And being surrounded by the right people. That, that is probably almost most important for me, right? Is, is the boots on the ground. So going into this, we had a couple calls with Casago and then we, we accelerated pretty fast. And the day that I sat down or the day I walked into the Casago office, sat down with Katrina, Ryan and Steve, it was almost immediate, Conrad. I mean, from the initial conversation, I was like, wait, th these are my people, right? I mean, like it, it was it was guard down. Let's just have real conversation right from jump. So for, for me, that was the immediate like, hang on a minute that that. Not only do they have a great business model from what we've seen up to this point, now I'm with them and, and they are first class. I mean, I, from my conversations with them, I felt that I had improved, right? I felt that I was better just from spending that time with them, right? It was a handful of hours and, and, and all of them are awesome. So 
Right. For me, community, community, community. Right. I mean, we've we've talked about my all in approach. Right. And, and that approach, go get it, go get it, can lead us in the wrong direction from time to time. Right. And that's why I've always kept people around me to help balance that. Adam is probably so far in my in my career, he's the best at it. Right. He'll look at me from time to time and be like, bam, get get back over there. Just focus on this. But I, I had a, a, a boss or supervisor at Airtran, Airtran. His name was Jack. And the influence that Jack had on my life has been incredible. Actually, that entire AirTran Air Train executive crew, I mean, I was surrounded by kind of the brightest guys around. They had been through business. They were great. And they grabbed me as a young young kid, pulled me up and kind of taught me the ropes. But I'll never forget Jack sitting me down one day and said, listen, I know that you can do anything. I know that you can break through any barrier, any wall. I know you can do it. Can you do me one favor? Next time, can you at least check to see if there's a door and then take it one step further and check to see if the door's unlocked before you knock down the wall? And that 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 moment has stuck with me. So so I have kind of taken care to surround myself with people that will work ahead of me and check the doors, right? And make sure like and and give me the green light to say, yeah, I've checked it. It's not happening. Do your thing. But then you have someone like Adam, and I think that's where Adam and I really come at this. Adam's already ahead of me working on that stuff, right? He's, he's, Hey, that door's open. That door's open. Here's the best path over here. So that's the, really the mix. And I think as part of this group in this franchise community, I, I think it's that community. Like Adam said, we were on our first call and it was much like my first conversation with Katrina, Ryan and Steve. It was direct. It was real. And there was, there was no ego to it, right? I mean, it was, People talking about real things, real problems, real solutions, and no one kind of covering up, right? I mean, it was, here's what's going on. Here's the issues. You know, if you would like to think that the industry conferences kind of would would bring some of that about, but you and I, we all know those industry conferences, there's a lot of posturing, right? And some ego stuff, right? No one's coming in to share their baggage. They're sharing what's going great. And again, you can grab from that and you can learn from that and there's best practices, but this is about sh- sharing real information, right? You, t- you talk right now in the industry and people would say, yeah, it's not looking too bad. Things are, are okay. I see a little softness here. You get into a closed group that's all looking to win together and they're saying, no, there are big differences. Here's what I'm seeing. Here's how it's impacting things, right? Two very different conversations. And you know, as an entrepreneur, it's easy to get lonely, right? It's easy to think that you've done something wrong or you're going the wrong way. No matter how big or small your business is, you're always second guessing yourself. And to get on these calls and hear other people talking about the exact same thing that you're working on, there's just this moment of like, hey, I, I can talk, I can learn, right? I mean, I've referred to myself as the crash test dummy often in life, right? Through all my life, I'm the guy out front trying to do things first and do them best. And I've taken some bumps and bruises. You take a group like this on and there's already people that have tried these things and that have perfected them. Having that dialogue and that conversation, I think is priceless. And I think that's the step to where we're going to win and, and win big with, with, with franchise and, and with Casago specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a, that's an underrated aspect probably to all these things. And my understanding too, from, you know, having worked with other Casago, um, 
I don't know what the right term is, I guess, franchisees, right, with respect to different markets, is that in some cases I know these were not new operators, meaning they didn't come into the industry with this company, right? They came into the industry independently and then later joined them. So I wonder if that also leads to a different perspective where these aren't a bunch of rookies either, right? There's people on that call that are very experienced and they've been around the block a decade plus, right? And they're providing that that background. Because let's be honest, right? A lot of new people that have come in in the past two years, year and a half, they've seen a very weird time in the vacation rental industry. They've seen lots of growth. They've seen lots of good. They probably haven't seen a lot of bad or they probably haven't seen a lot of pullback like they're seeing now. So they're, they kind of have like this, you know, they just a bull run, whatever you want to call it, right? They have that perspective. So getting to look at a company that, you know, has people with, you know, maybe a few gray hairs on their head and stuff like that <laughs> as far as operations is, is good, I think, because you're not just seeing, you know, just just the good, you're seeing people that can talk about the bad. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. So that explains the franchise model you mentioned, you've touched on it here and there. Well, the reason that I chose particular Casago was this reason or that reason, or, you know, there's, there's little markers, I guess you left there that make sense to me, but maybe back to you, Adam, the franchise model, you've convinced me of that a little bit. Why Casago specifically? You touched on it, but maybe go a little bit further in detail about Steve yeah, and Ryan and all that. I think you're right. I, I think we probably touched on it here or there and left little notes, but I'll, I'll tie some of those breadcrumbs crumbs together. But I, you just mentioned something that I, I was not aware of prior to talking with Casago, and it's the franchisees who have all of that experience. In my mind, when I think about a franchise, I think about new people stepping in and trying to learn from a business model that's already been established. One of the pleasantly surprising aspects of the Casago model is just what you said. You're getting experienced experience managers, some of them with you know 100 plus units that have decided that they're going to go with Casago for a variety of different reasons. Maybe that's handing it off to family members and they don't have the processes fully fleshed out to hand off, or maybe they see the value in Casago to help them continue growing or the national presence, whatever it might be. I think that adds a lot of credence to what Casago is building. They're not just doing this for the new guys who need to learn the basic ropes. They're doing this for established people who want to be really professional vacation rental managers. So I, I think that's a, a side note that I hadn't even really considered until you had you had said that and I had started talking with the Casago team. But to go back to your question, yeah. So why why we chose Casago? I think the first part is is the founding team, just as you mentioned. So as Steve, as uh, Scott was just talking about, we met with Steve and, and Ryan and Katrina in Arizona a few weeks ago. And, you know, I had known them loosely in the industry. I'd seen them around at shows and, and had bumped into each other and, and connected on LinkedIn. But I didn't really know them as people until we had a chance to, to sit down and, and talk with them and start to understand their background. And Steve and Ryan are both very well-established operators. So I think that's an important part of a franchise is understanding that the people who have developed it and are running it and are building this are operators themselves and understand the day-to-day -day operations. And Steve and Ryan have both done that. But beyond that, they're both just great people, you know, and add that to the rest of the team. Their hospitality, Steve and Ryan, just translates through the rest of that organization. Everyone we interacted with while we were at headquarters was exactly like that, hospitable from, from the jump. As soon as we walked in, everybody's trying to take care of us. And that hospitality, if you're doing that for your franchisees or the contractors that step into your office, then you know that translates into hospitality for your guests and for your homeowners. And at the end of the day, this industry is, is nothing but hospitality. So to see that from, from the beginning, from the top down, that A, they're great operators, B, they believe in hospitality and make sure that that is, translates to the rest of the organization, I, I think is a huge opportunity for us to continue to build that through the rest of the franchisees and, and through the team that, that we're going to build at Casago Del Mar up in Ocean City. Behind all of that are principles. Now, I think all of us 
can say that we've been around businesses or seen businesses that have mission statements and, and write out their visions, whether or not they, they live those to day to day is a total different story, right? I've never really been in a business that talks about their mission on a regular basis. Sure, I might see it framed on the wall and I'm sitting in a meeting room or I might get it in a, in a booklet you know, when I first check in, but nobody's talking about that on a regular basis. Kasako is different. They've got a set of principles that they outline and they hold you to those every day. First thing we did when we sat down at a table across from Steve and Ryan, Steve reached under the table, pulled out his principles. He's the little book that's got orange principles on it and he handed to us. We had not signed any papers. We had not talked about any details. He wanted to make sure that we went home that night and read that and read that and reviewed it and understood what his principles were. And then in addition to that, every week, as we talk about those, those orange calls where we're talking with the other franchisees, every week we're talking about one of those principles. We're spending time to talk about one of those 10 minutes on a, on a one hour call for all of the franchisees that are on the call, reinforcing those principles. I think that's a huge opportunity, again, to start to build this culture and to instill the mentality that we want within that organization, not only with Casago, but again, in those franchisees with those teams that you're building in those local environments. We're going to take those principles and we're going to make sure that our team understands them and is living them day to day. Next aspect that I, I think is really important, and, and we've touched on this high level, is the community aspect. Now, similar to the mission and visions, I think that it's easy to say, oh, yeah, we're part of this community. And, you know, LinkedIn's full of these communities, and, and I'm probably a member of some of them. But the reality is that we're not really members. And maybe we see a, a post here every once in a while that comes across, but it's not really a community. I think that the industry is starting to see communities that will be leveraged as the industry continues to grow. Ventori's mastermind group comes to mind. Matt Landau's VRMB group comes to mind. Scott and I are trying to build Rev Boost Collective. Same concept. We're trying to build this community. Casago is wholeheartedly built on community. That's one of the first things that they talked to us about was how their franchisees are a community. We're going to get together every week. We're going to make sure that everybody's on the call. We're going to talk about our, our principles. We're going to talk about what's happening in the industry. You know, I don't think that people necessarily back up that vision of community. You can build one, you can talk about it, but to reinforce it every day, to reinforce it every week and to make sure that people are actually acting on that community impact is different. And I think Casago is, is different in that way. I think that they are completely bought into the community mentality and they're going to build this franchise from the community. So TechStack, I already mentioned, and just as a, a side note, we'll talk about TechStack in our specific TechStack that we're using to launch our vacation rental management company in, in Ocean City on the next episode. But what I will say around Casago's tech stack is that it is an exceptionally uh, solid tech stack. They use Streamline as their PMS. And you know I've spent time inside Inhabit and inside the walls of Streamline to, to see what they do. And I, I believe that Streamline is, is the best PMS that's on the market right now. And with that comes all of the benefits that Streamline has. Now, Casago has its own tech stack. But one of the big opportunities that I see, and, and I, not every franchisee is like this or not every franchise is like this, is if they don't have it, they're open to you bringing it to them. So Streamline has all the integrations that are out there in the industry. If, if Casago isn't necessarily using a piece of tech or some sort of solution that we want, it's okay for us to bring that in and start using that through Streamline and start using that within Casago. They're open to incorporating additional tech, which is an important aspect for Scott and I because we want to be thinking about what's coming next. We want to make sure that we can move when other people aren't necessarily moving. So TechStack, I think, is an, an extremely important part of Casago. The industry reputations and networks. Now, I think that this goes back to the original point about their founding team. 
the influence that Scott or excuse me, that Steve and Ryan already have in the industry, I think is big. They're well known. They're out there within the conferences. They're growing this franchise group together. And I think that as we bring this community together, Casago, RevBoost Collective, the partners that we're going to bring together. And again, we'll talk about partners in tech stack in the next episode. But as we bring all of these pieces together, our circle of influence continues to grow further and further. Scott and I, our influence grows, but also the Casago team grows, the franchisees within Casago grows. So this community effect starts to grow and grow as we build it further and further. Again, national presence with marketing, I think is hugely important. And I think that Casago has the right mentality about this. They're not doing a lot of this national marketing now, but they're already planned for it. They're already setting aside budget for it. As they get to a certain tipping point within the number of franchisees, we'll turn on this national marketing and all of a sudden we'll have this presence that we would not be able to have as individual managers. And then ultimately at the end, it's, it's their vision and goals. And I think that is one of the areas that Scott and I wanted to make sure we were very well aligned with any franchise that, that we went with is what's the growth plan. We don't want to step into a franchise model and be stagnant and be level where we are and, and not adding new franchisees and not adding new tech and not adding new ideas and, and bringing fresh concepts to the group. We wanted to know that there's a growth plan in place. And Casago has one of the most aggressive growth plans that I've seen in the entire industry. And, and I don't know if I'm getting this entirely right, but just off the top of my head, you know, they're trying to hit 100 franchisees in 2023. They're at about 65 today. Well, that's going to get over 200 in 2024. And, and you know, you go beyond 2024 and you can see where that direction is going. And all of a sudden, this group that has some pretty good strength at 65 becomes exceptionally strong when we hit 200 and 500. And, you know, beyond that, it's it's really an open ballgame as to how much influence we can have in the market. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't aware of how aggressive those growth plans were, but that's certainly something that, uh, you know, you, you can see it all come together as the, as the, uh, it's like a snowball, right? It gets bigger and the marketing budget gets bigger. And that's how you have these large franchises that we're aware of in other industries be able to do such aggressive marketing. Like we're recording this, you know, about a week and a half out from the Super Bowl. And what are we going to see? We're going to see franchise models, uh, you know, advertising on, you know, national brands that advertise that use franchise models. So obviously we, this can scale to the moon because it's, it's distributed, right? It's not one person that's calling all the shots. It's one team that you're following and then you're coming behind them and, and you're able to attach yourself to something that's bigger than yourself and i think you've done a good job today of highlighting why it is why it is these the right people to connect with why it's bigger than yourself and what you think the outcome is going to be so yeah do we want to put anything else on top of that scott with regards to how things have been selected no i i'm a believer right and conrad to your point and and adam mentioned it i i have my orange standard booklet right oh, here right i mean it is in my hand yeah it, and, and and it's the passion behind it right it, it's the belief and it's the passion i will tell you like adam said steve pulled these out put them in front of us we walked outside we we're walking down the street to a restaurant and he tapped me and said hey just make sure you read that tonight in the morning i get there hey did you read that tonight? but again he he wants to make sure they quiz that, you yeah. You're, you're in, right? You, you get it, right? You understand it. So, so it is, they're, they're the right fit, right? To, to Adam, to Adam's point, we're in and we're betting on them and we, we know it's a great bet. So we're excited. 
phenomenal. Well, I don't have anything else on my side of things. Maybe we could put a bow on it for this particular episode. A lot more to share in the next episode here coming up shortly. Anything else you guys want to say, or should we do our typical beg for reviews? And please tell me, Adam, did you get any emails about the, the did you get any puppy emails for reviews or anything like that? Or I did not. I have not mm-hmm. been able to share a, a cockapoo or what do we have? Cavapoo? Cavapoo? I don't even know what kind of dogs we have, but I've not <laughs> been able to share any dog pictures yet. Oh my gosh. Well, people, people gotta, you know, kind of get their tails into shape here and in, innuendo there, I guess, on both <laughs> nice sides job. and get some reviews in. So, all right. If you, if you made it this far, then thank you for listening. I know, I know at least the Casago founding team is listening this far because they're, I'm sure they're loving the praise that you guys are laying on top of them. So That's right. let's at least have them, you know, leave some reviews. So Ryan, and Chris, if you guys made it this far, you guys drop us some reviews and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks so much, gentlemen. Thanks.